One in five to seven women suffer with some form of postpartum depression. In this episode, we sit with licensed clinical social worker Nadine Lavelle, who uses her personal story and practice to create a space for other mothers suffering through birth trauma and perinatal and anxiety disorders. Hey everybody, welcome to the all it's K and J and we have a special, special guest in the building, guys. We are so happy to have her here. We're going to have her introduce herself really quickly. Nadine, say hello to all fam. Hi, all fam. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm, I mean, Kay and I are super happy to have this um, amazing powerhouse here with us. As you all know, we are the alt, we are a space where we are talking about all the things that are going on in our lives. All while we are trying to live life his way. God's way, that is. And you all know it is Women's Month. So with that, we're out here trying to celebrate all things woman. Women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All things. So how yes. you doing, Jay? I'm here. I, I decided not to say I'm out here in these Miami streets because <laughs> I know last <laughs> week, Kay's like, girl, you sound real hood right now. Well, so I'm doing good. well. Highly favored in the Lord, dripping in the holiness. How about yes. that? Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's yes. great. So let's go on into our hellos and goodbyes. <laughs> our hellos and goodbyes is a segment where we do our little self-check-in. We say hello to the things of the week that we want to continue doing and goodbye to the things of the week that we want to leave behind yes and as you all know when we have a guest we put them on the hot seat seat, and we hear hellos and goodbyes from them all right so we're gonna go ahead and um start off with you nadine what are your hellos and your goodbyes so my hello is hello to fear. Oh, I, oh I'm sorry. Hello, hello fear. to courage. You tell fear. <laughs> I see you fear. Hello. What? 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 What you trying to? Nice what, twist. You, nice twist on that. I see how you fixed that up, Nadine. We got you. you, see you that up, okay. I was confused. I'm like, hello, wait fear. a minute. Okay. Oh, okay. Gosh, okay. Like, I'm gonna look you in the what? Ah, yes, yes, yes. yes. So hello to courage. Hello to courage. And we're going to say goodbye to fear. Goodbye to fear. Hit the road, fear. Hit the road, fear. Hit the road, fear. Hit the road, fear. Don't, Don't you come back. back. No. no, no. Yeah, man. No. What you fear. said? Okay. Fear will stop you. Listen. Fear will stop you from doing anything. 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 The fear of whatever, they'll stop you. But yes, yes. I we like that. Yes. Hello like that. to courage and, and goodbye, goodbye to fear. Fear. Yes. Oh, you know what? It made me think about a really good, um, you know, Judy, a friend of mine. She had posted on Facebook, um, Ty Turbit. I don't know if it's a new song. I don't know, but it's called Only for One, Only for One Night, though. And ah. pretty much all the song is talking about how you, you want to cry only for one, only for one night. Oh, you want to be scared only for one night. So at yes. the end of the day, he's just saying, okay, you can have those feelings. You can have those emotions. Oh, you want to be afraid? You can be afraid only for one night. And after yes. that, we back at it. Yes. So, yes. Right. so I'll take it. Good yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jay, do you have anything you want to say hello and goodbye to? Oh, wow. Um, Hello to... Spring break that's coming around the corner. Won't he do it? it won't he do it? You made yes. it. Ooh. You made it. Yes. You made it. <laughs> deep breath. <laughs> that was a deep breath. <laughs> Hello to spring break that is around the corner. And um, as y'all know, I'm still on my fast. So I'm just still saying goodbye to the King's delicacies <laughs> um, as I continue. But you to look good. Your skin looks good. Your glowing. My mother in law yes. was like, Y'all shrinking out here. What's going on? Anyway. You look good. <laughs> you look good. Hey, Dennis, don't see water. Okay. With your coconut water. All right. You look now. good. Your skin is glowing. Got the lipstick popping. Oh, yes, you know, right. red. So, She's yeah. cute. She cute. She cute. So, so yeah. So, um, so, hello. Yeah. Hello to, um, you know, spring break. And then um, definitely goodbye to 
the meat lord, but God is good. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. How about you? Love Me? Um, I'm good. I, I'm good. I, good. I would say hello to... Um, These curls. Y'all don't see it. <laughs> oh, girl, yes. I had to say goodbye to the faux locks because I don't know if y'all saw Jackie Hills Perry's per- post that she had a couple of, couple of days no, ago. She was, no. like, Listen. <laughs> she was like, y'all say y'all sing a lot here, but y'all have these braids in for like four or five months. It's oh, time gosh. to take it out. So I was like, all right, Jackie. But I went ahead and took the faux locks out. I got the hair rocking just for Listen, a little bit. And it, it looks is, good. It looks good. Just for a little bit. It is it's good. Real I, had good. To, I had to untwist it on the way here because I already know it's going to be, whoof, some, <laughs> the humidity in Miami is going to puff, puff, puff it out. But hello to this nice twist out that's rocking. And hello um, and goodbye to faux locks. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and to you who are listening, we would ask you, what are your hellos and your goodbyes? Um, we'd love to hear them. Go ahead and share them. Drop them in our DMs. You can post it. Um, you can even, if you got our number, send it to us. We would love to share yeah. it with the rest yeah. of our Alt fam. Yeah. You know where to find us on Instagram, the Alt Podcast, or email us at info.theout at gmail.com. Girl, you did that. right now. Okay. I okay. did that today. Okay. Mm. <laughs> no fumbling. <laughs> yeah, no fumbling. So we have yes. we have Nadine here, who's yes. a good friend. We've known her for years, yes. right, Jane? Oh, yes. Yeah, and I was going to say, you all know, every time around this time of the year, when it's our Women's Month, we always have like this Women's Month edition. Mm-hmm. We know a lot of our fam really enjoy it. I know last season we got so much feedback from the, t- the d- our different guests that we had coming to the table or come to the table. Yes. And so for Women's Month, again, this, you know, we're here about celebrating women, our bents, our past, our present those things that we're going through and how we can get through them. Um, And so as we go and continue with Women's Month, like Kay was saying, we have a really good friend of ours. We're super excited to have her here, Nadine LaVille. Did I say that right? Yes, you Love did. Them. Good okay. job. Okay, she is founder, y'all. Founder. I'm gonna call her CEO, CFO. Ah, thank yes. you, thank you, thank that, you. Of Ladder of Courage <laughs> Therapy. Um, she has all these letters and all these things that are behind her. That means she's really smart, guys. She's really smart. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so um, we're gonna go ahead and tack her in, and we want you to introduce yourself because we have her here for. I think an important topic, right, Kay? Right, right. We were talking about postpartum, like postpartum mental health, right? Women's yes. mental health, postpartum. And I'm saying that correctly. You are saying that. But I'm going to let you introduce yourself and then we can go into it. Go ahead. Awesome. So, like they said, my name is Nadine Lavelle and I am the CEO and founder of Ladder of Courage Therapy. I uh, provide part time private practice therapy to women who are struggling with maternal mental health, That's which good. is postpartum depression, as we all awesome, know. Awesome, awesome. That's some good I mean, work. she said maternal, I'm mental. writing this down, mental <laughs> health. health. Yes. And just the fact that you are so specific about that. Yeah. And I want to ask you, what, like, what is it? How did you get into it? Like, because mm-hmm. that is very, like, specific. Yes, so... I, I have to be very transparent with you guys. We love that. The main reason mm-hmm. why I got into this particular field is because I went through my own personal experience with postpartum mm-hmm. depression okay. and birth trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, I was having my son. I was at a 33-week gestation, and one, one morning I was bleeding. I went to the hospital, come to find out my son was not moving. Oh, wow. So I'm 33 weeks. Oh, wow. My son is not moving. Wow. And it was very traumatic for me. Oh, my and my husband was, was not around at the time because oh, he was dropping off my daughter oh. to my parents. 
So I was alone. I was by myself. And it was very, very traumatic for me because they had to do an emergency C-section because they found out that my placenta abrupted. So I had placenta previa, gestation diabetes. My placenta abrupted. It detached. My son was without blood, was Mm -hmm. without food, Mm -hmm. oxygen. Yeah. So it was very, very traumatic. Um, During the operating room, we we coded blue. So y'all, yes, both of you, both of us. Wow! And they had to do platelet transfusion. It oh was God, it I'm was like... ho- it was mortifying. And the fact that you know when my husband actually got to mm-hmm. the actual hospital at the time, he's seeing all these doctors and nurses running to one room and saying "code blue, code blue," and it was very very scary. So you know, after undergoing that whole experience, I I said to myself, God. Thank you for, for keeping us alive. Mm, mm-hmm, amen. Mm-hmm. Thank you for keeping us alive. And I want to bring you glory. Mm. And I wanted to create a space just for moms to, to, to express the things that they're going through. Because there's a lot of times that a lot of uh, things that, you know, that happens in motherhood that is not spoken Come on about. now, right, sis. Come right, on. Enough. Amen. That's true. You're right about that. That's true. So it, it was very important for me to, to go into this niche because I felt like moms really need that outlet yeah. to share their yeah. story. Yeah. Everybody's story is unique. Correct. Right. Everyone's right. story is unique wow. and powerful. Wow. So Thank you I for sharing. Mean, that is... Yeah. A lot. And but I think the beautiful part is kind of just even hearing you come on the other side of that. And like, okay, God, there's purpose for that. Right. And so using because I'm believe you you were already a uh, social worker. I was already already a social worker. Exactly. And so here this moment comes and God is like, okay, boom. And so here we now are what maternal mental Mental health. health. Yes. Wow. Wow. Yes, yes. So you mentioned that you said that um you were grieving? Is that what you said? Yes. Right. I grieved my pregnancy. I grieved my birth experience. And, you know, a lot of times moms, they, you know, they're they're going through, you know, pregnancy, they're giving birth, and they might may not actually have the pregnancy that they wanted. Yeah. Uh, I understand. You know, that makes you sense. know what? You're that right. Mean, that's true. And and it's mm-hmm. it's oh my deep gosh, because so right. You know, I, I know with, for me, I didn't have a baby shower. So that was the other thing that I grieved. For your son? For my son. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was- Because it was early. Because exactly. we didn't expect it. Like, exactly. I, I gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So that was the other thing. So, um, you know, we, it was a grieving moment. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when I knew that, okay, I needed to get help. I needed to process my trauma. And now I'm in a place where I'm helping other moms- Process. Process that as well. Let me ask you a question. What did you, or what are some signs that you saw for yourself that were very clear? Like, okay, something, like something's going on. So, you know, when you wake up, you don't say to yourself, I have postpartum depression, right? Right. But there are times where you may feel like this is, I'm overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. I'm crying. Right. It's too much. Um, I'm not myself. Mm -hmm. Right. Those are the main signs. Those are like the red flags that things are not going okay mm-hmm. as how you want it to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, constantly worrying, constantly right. fearing about the, the about outcome the about, about the baby. The baby. Mm-hmm. So those are indications of 
that something could be going on. Mm-hmm. And there's levels to it, right? Exactly. There's right. levels to it. So postpartum depression is one of the perinatal mood and anxiety disorders. Wow. Okay. Wow. So it's one of the perinatal mood and wow. anxiety disorders. And with that being said, like, you know, right now statistics says it's one in five to seven women really? who experience it. Wow. You know, the, the interesting thing is that while you were talking about that, it reminded me of when I was, after I had the twins. Gosh, yeah. Mm, after yeah. I had the twins, I remember just not being myself and not knowing that I had postpartum, right? Mm-hmm. Not knowing. I, later on, I realized I had postpartum. And the, the, the moment I realized that something was wrong is one time I was driving home and mm. I was in the car, right? I was driving home. And I remember thinking... Man, it'd be awesome to get in an accident mm. right now mm. because mm. I just wanted, I was like, I could be at the yeah. hospital. Like, mm. I just don't want to like, to and then when that thought came, I was like, there's something there's wrong yes. here. Yeah. There's something yes. wrong in this moment that this is the thought that came into my head. Yes. And so I had like, um, I had met with some, I had, I had spoken to a, a, a counselor about okay. that and she used mm-hmm. to come by and talk to me. But that was, that was, that was when I realized sign. like, Hmm, something is something's not right. Exactly. Something's not right. I think I just listening to you all share, I think there was two moments. One, I wasn't even pregnant. It was my my niece. Mm. I was in school at the time and my sister, you know, after you have a baby, you know, I don't know how most families are, but sometimes Haitian culture, you know, you go stay, you know, somewhere. Yeah. So my sister was with us and my niece was a couple of weeks old and she just was, you know, crying and stuff like that. And it just constantly the the constant um, feeding thing because mm. this was our first the first grandchild right mm-hmm. and so it was like every three hours and I just mm-hmm. remember one day I just like one night I just it's like my body became so in tune with her like I know it's time to kind of get up mm-hmm. and she was like wanting to be fed again I was like oh my god like I just fed you yeah like are you are you up again yeah. and mind you this is not even a child I birth mm-hmm. right and right. so I just remembered like I ain't gonna lie for two seconds I was like I really said to myself I see why People yes. who do yeah. what they do yeah. because you're just like I cannot sleep. Exactly. Not, you're, you're, but I'm. But I'm not even. I mean, does that even happen? That I'm not even the parent. You know the. the I don't know if I say the biological parent, but I'm feeling something. And and I love I love that you brought that part up too because spouse spouses mm. can also get postpartum depression. Wow. A lot of times, men oh, that's good. get overlooked. Because the statistic says one in ten men can experience postpartum really? depression because of the, the pre- like the pressure, I it, guess, and all of that. Exactly. All Listen. Exactly. I think. I think. I think when when we had to, like having twins was like yeah. a, just that, a that, big. That, that was a game changer. It was a game. Yeah, Vincent used to always say it was a game changer for our family. Yeah. It was a game changer, and I remember like thinking back now, not mm-hmm. at that moment, because at that moment I was like in my own head, like I had a lot going yeah. on. Looking back now, I kind of feel as though my ex probably was suffering with some yes. some sort of postpartum something yes. because there were some things that he was doing. I was just like, mm, this is not like you. Mm. And he was just, but you know, when you ask him like, what's going on? I'm good. I'm good. Right, exactly. Right. But they don't want to But we don't share. talk about it. So mm-hmm. there's no way to have signs to kind of know that, that your he spouse. Also, yeah, he or she also. He, oh, yeah, or, he or she also, yeah. or was, yeah. is also going through. Or the family is going yeah. through as a whole something, but that's good. So but, how, it show, go how it shows up in men is that you're going to notice that they are detached 
from the family. Mm, They're having difficult wow. time. Wow. Bonding stop it, with girl. the baby. You are like, stop it. Because you are dropping like mad gems right now. So like wow. I don't think you understand how you just bought some light bulbs. Like that light bulb just clicked mm-hmm. on so, so many levels. Yeah. So go back. Go so ahead. detach, you said. So from they're the detached family. from mm-hmm. the family mm-hmm. and they are mm-hmm. having difficulties bonding with the baby. So what they'll do is they will either do risk-taking behavior. So they'll wow. go and gamble more or substance use, alcohol use. What? Right there, there you go, right Gaming. There. So they'll, you know, all day they'll be gaming. Like they're trying to find an Cope, escape uh, from. As, as a coping mechanism. Wow. So that's how it shows up in, in you men. Know, you know, the good reverend, when I had Avery, because uh-huh. Avery was colicky. Ooh. So That's we, deep. yeah, we, we were not prepared for that life at all. Like <laughs> not prepared. I still remember there was one day I went into the bathroom cause she was crying. I literally went into the bathroom and I screamed. Like I had a big scream, like, yeah. and then I wiped my face and I went back outside and I said, let me get the baby. And I just sat down. And he was like, are you okay? And I said, yes, I am. <laughs> and I took her. And I like rocked her. And that was it. But then I know he had a very hard time connecting with her. Yes. Because he was like, I cannot, Jasmine, I can't. I can't. He would just literally be like, I can't. I can't. It was just too much. Because she was colicky, crying all the time. He was just like, I don't know what to do. Here. I don't know what to do. Until we eventually figured out, thank That's the Lord. Worked. Yeah. Thank the Lord. We figured out what could work for her. But... That whole thing about not detaching, yeah, I saw that. Like I can see, I but saw that. But you know, that. the crazy thing is that if you don't know the signs, you're getting irritated because you're just yes. like, what? Because you exactly. Exactly. I have her. We both exactly. have her. Why right. are you putting it on her? Me? Uh-huh. At one point, I was like, I can't and, nurse her all day. Like, hello. and you're like, I need a break. <laughs> need a break. <laughs> it's your turn. Yeah, yeah. And you're but all he's dealing with it. We're all, we're all dealing with it. I wow. think that I will have to say that might be one of the biggest takeaways for me right now in this moment is that postpartum is something that everyone is dealing with. Yes. Not just mom. Exactly. Not just mom. And, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about risk factors too because sometimes moms or the family feel like they're to blame. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, moms, if they don't have the birth experience that they have, they will blame themselves. Maybe it was something I did. Correct. Um, maybe I should have ate more. Maybe I should have not eaten as much as I should have eaten to stay on the diet that right. was that the provider told me to be on. So right. it's so many different things that we blame ourselves. And there is no single cause for mm-hmm. a perinatal mood and anxiety disorder like mm-hmm. postpartum or any of the other ones. Um, you, If you have a personal history or mm-hmm. a family history of depression and anxiety, you, ha- you possibly will more have exactly have... Gotcha. Um, perinatal mm-hmm. mood and anxiety, um, unplanned pregnancies, mm-hmm. complicated pregnancies. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, mm-hmm. If you have unresolved grief and loss mm-hmm. too, um, I you know I've come across moms who've had miscarriages before. So right. when they you know have their baby, it's like an increase of, of perinatal anxiety because it's a constant fear, constant mm-hmm. worry. Um, you know if you if you if you have your mom around or you don't have your own personal um, mom around, that also can Triggers. affect yeah. you and you can experience perinatal mood and anxiety. Like there's lack of support from that mom or if you had like an exchange relationship with that from, mom, yeah, yeah, that yeah. also can cause it as well. So 
you know, and, and I'm, and I'm just giving you guys like just a few things Mm -hmm. so that other moms can see like, this is not my fault. This is not your fault that this is going on. Um, it's just, you know, things happen and, you know, you just have to, um, vocalize, say what it is that you're going through and, you know, ask for help. I was about to ask you, um, before, like some, some, tips on how to counter that. I wanted to ask you before that question is, well, what's, what's the difference between postpartum depression and postpartum psychosis? Right. That, 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 that woman, that I, f- I forget where she's from, which is like a crazy story right now. Have you heard of that, Jazz? Um, Andrea Yates? Is it that one? No, but there's, but there's a recent one that just happened this year, like a couple of months ago, where she she's a nurse she had two babies and she had another baby and she was suffering from postpartum psychosis uh-huh. and psychosis uh-huh. and her the doctors or her therapist or whatever told her husband do not leave her home with the children alone hmm. she was doing better uh-huh. he thought and mm-hmm. he went to go get food mm-hmm. he came back and mm-hmm. she had a killed three of the kids and she had tried to commit suicide for herself. She's and those now are the in sad jail. Cases. She's now like she she tried, but she failed. She's um she's now in jail now, and they are, um and like there's like a lot of talk about it, uh-huh. and so people are like you know she she loves her kids when she's out of the, like she's a great mom, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. she was suffering through the psychosis, and this was the first wow. time I remember Andrea Yates from back then. But yeah. I was young and like not really I, I heard about it, uh-huh. but she was similar to Andrea Yates in that sense. Yeah. But this one, um, I think she just hit so close to home because she was like, she's a she, nurse. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. works. She knows. That. This is she what you knows do. And, yeah. and stuff like that. So I wanted to talk to you about that, like the psychosis. So that's why it says that there's no single cause because perinatal mood and anxiety, there's, it's like no respecter of person, mm. income or education. Mm. It can happen to anyone, right? Wow. So... The difference between postpartum depression and postpartum psychosis is that with postpartum depression, you get intense sadness. You know, uh-huh. you're always crying. It, you're irritable. You're angry. You're, you have fear of being alone with the baby. Okay. Fear of not, fear, you know, fear of not being good enough. You have loss of interest in things that you would normally do. Um, you're disinterested in the baby, friends or family, loss of appetite or overeating, Mm. Um, guilty, shame, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you will have harm or do harm to your baby. Gotcha. Gotcha. The difference in postpartum psychosis is that you are not in touch with reality. Uh, Okay. So there's a lot of hallucinations going on. So hallucinations could look like I'm picking up my baby right now and my baby, when I'm looking at my baby's face, I see another face. Is that my baby or something like that? Exactly. Delusions are like irrational beliefs. Gotcha. So you could be thinking that the baby is bad. I need to fix this baby right now. The baby mm. is not listening to me. The it's baby. A, it's a baby. It's a baby. So those are like the irrational beliefs that um, that's in psychosis. And insomnia, not mm. sleeping, lack of appetite, not eating. You Which know. will further make your Ex- psychosis worse exactly. because you're not you're not getting the nutrients, exactly. you're not feeling better, so now you're worse. Exactly. And then you're confused, you're disoriented. And any mom that you know that is in, in postpartum psychosis, they are in crisis. Mm-hmm. That is an actual wow. medical, 
emergency. So she should have kind of like in that case. By the way, her name is Lindsay Clancy. Oh, that's her name, Lindsay Clancy. So. In that case, she should have been in like a psych ward or something, exactly. or being held somewhere. Exactly. And I don't know the I don't know the specifics on like what was going on like specifically, but I know like the general that that's what happened. Yeah, and mm. that's the thing. Like one of the things that they say is that for for that you need to be hospitalized. Yeah, there needs to be medication and therapy. So it's it's wow. it's deep, and and with so postpartum psychosis is actually. One, uh, one to two out of one thousand births. Wow! So it's rare. It's very rare. Okay. Yeah, it's very okay. rare. It's very but rare. in postpartum depression, it's, it's one to five to, to seven. seven. Okay. That's more. So Common. back to the postpartum depression. We, you told us about the signs that you know there might be something wrong, right? Yes. Um, what are some things that someone can do to help them? Deal with it, and why you or say push that? Through it. Yeah, push not push through, not push through it. it. But like, no, that's not the word. Yeah. But like, just to like, I've noticed that something is wrong, what can or I maybe do? even like a family. Like, I've noticed that my sister is not something's off with her, or my um, as a husband, you notice your wife, or you yeah. notice something. Your daughter is off. What are some things that the spouse can and the family can do, and what are some things that you, that person personally can do? That's good. So, honestly, if a person is in, in fact, struggling with a perinatal mood and anxiety disorder, the first thing is that they need to ask for help. Mm-hmm. It's okay to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Um, asking for help does not mean you're weak. Asking for help does not mean that you're needy or that you're a burden on anyone. Yeah. Asking for help and allowing others to help you. Wow. That's, that's, the, that's one of the first steps. I would say the second step is once you're asking for help, you need to get adequate sleep. You'll be surprised how much sleep will do to help you recover. Mm. Okay. Dr. Sabine. Yeah. (laughs) Dr. Sabine came right back. You need to get some sleep. You need sleep. You need adequate sleep. And part of you asking for help, which is from a loved one or from family members, you know, that's one of the things that you can effectively communicate. It's like, you know, Right now I'm tired. I need to sleep. Can you guys help me? Can you watch? Shout out to my goddaughter if she's listening because I remember she did that for me. When I was the twins, they came over. That's such a simple. And I would sleep. Simple. You know, like a simple. Practical. Wow. Very practical way. Listen, I'm telling my goddaughter (laughs) and my my kids, the twins' godmom did that for me. They used to come like every two weeks or so. Shout out to Josie and Gabby. And All right, they now. would come and they would just let me go and sleep. They would sit on the couch with the babies. They have, the, you know, the, the cots were there. And I would go inside because at the time my ex worked overnight. So he mm-hmm. wasn't home. Mm-hmm. So she, And they would go and I would go inside the room and I would just sleep. And that would be like a full night's sleep just oh, because they would come over and sleep. Such a big help. That but is yeah, a big help. So sleep. What's, do you have an um, other ones? That, was that your last one? I don't know. I interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> Also, I would say talk to a therapist. Mm. And here's why. As a therapist, we have an actual screening tool. And um, with this screening tool, we can see the severity of Mm. where you are Mm -hmm. on the spectrum. Spectrum. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and then, you know, and they also have perinatal mood and anxiety trained therapists that can help you through your process. Like you. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just, just saying. Just saying. Exactly. Just saying. Yeah. 
So, um, you know, that I, I highly, highly encourage that a lot because within therapy, you know, they will teach you different coping skills, mm-hmm. coping tips that you can do. Um, one of the things that we always highlight to every mom that comes to uh, um, the practice is self-care. Self-care is not selfish. It doesn't mean, oh, I'm only caring about me and not the baby. In order for me to care for the baby, I need to care for myself first. Right, right. So self-care is a priority. Self-care is a luxury. Self-care is important. That's good. So you said self-care is not selfish. And when you think about motherhood, you go in there with that idea, like, I have to take care of the baby. Every It's about everybody else. Exactly. As long as everybody else is fine, then I'm fine. When in actuality, no. no. You have to take care of yourself so yes. that everyone else can be fine. Exactly. So I think that's a, a good, um, one of those um, frame of minds, that uh, a reframing of mindset that um, I think as mothers, especially I think in our um, generation? Era generation, mm-hmm. yes. Because when you, I, 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 I am sure this is not new, right? Yeah. However, how you know our parents coped with things was probably very different. Yeah. Than how we cope with. I think right now, like I still remember, like my mom does not understand, or my mom wasn't understanding when I would be at home on the couch watching TV, and it's like four o'clock, and she's like, "You're not gonna go pick up the kids," and I'm like, "No, not right now." No, you need to go pick up your kids. You don't love being a mom? And I'm like, where did you get that? How did you equate me sitting on this couch? To not, me not want, loving being a mom. Yeah, like, yeah. Because of how, you the know, culture. Their, their culture, there's the cultural part and their age and the way in which they, you know, were wired on how mothering goes. And I'm like, no, I need this hour. I just need at least an hour and a half before I pick up those kids because I know when they come here. It's game time. I, it's game you time. Know, that, that second shift. That's a second shift, man. <laughs> you that know, so. that's a real shift, actually. <laughs> you know, at least because at least at your at your nine to five, you get lunch. Right. You know? So, <laughs> yeah. So I think um, just, you know, hearing about this whole thing about um, postpartum and just getting educated about it and just seeing how it's I find that it's something that our Age group, um, our help me out, demographic, not demographic, but our our age group. Our age group. Yeah. 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 Our, said, okay, our I'm sorry. Yep. That our <laughs> age group is really like trying to be mindful of. Yes. But I also appreciate the fact that you are bringing voice and light to it. Yes, because it's something that I, I I'm sure I, I know for me I personally have. Listening to you talk, I'm like, well, I think I might experience it and seen it, experience it myself. Yeah, because but there's also, so many, because it's levels. Yeah, like right. You could be at one, one level and someone else at another level. level. Exactly. Yeah, and I've seen, I personally have friends who I remember when they had their child and it was like, can you come over? Like the husband's calling me, can you come over? Because, yeah, I don't know. She, something's not right, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. Um, it's something that a lot of people don't talk about. That's a good people have, I think. I think what is it? People have, what are some of the misconceptions, right? That people have. Wait, wait, have, before you do oh, the misconceptions, sorry. before you jump into misconceptions, let's just see like where you were, like what family can do to support. Oh, I'm like, sorry. These people yeah, call I'm so, sorry. so family I'm sorry. can yeah, yeah. also like listen. That's the, that's the biggest listen. thing. Oh, listen. They mm-hmm. need to listen. They need to listen because, you know, that's the other thing that moms feel like, like they're not heard mm-hmm. enough. They're not being heard. They feel ignored. Um, so families need to listen. They also need to offer support. So if I have my six weeks, um, what is the name of that? Yeah. That six weeks postpartum checkup. Yeah. 
How can I help you? Do you want me to go with you? Do you want me to ask some more questions for you? Like mm. showing some type of like support with that um, is is big, is key. Um, I thought the listening thing that you said is really big because I think sometimes people love to give unsolicited <laughs> advice when you have babies. So instead of listening yeah. to you, they're telling you, they're telling you what right you here. should do. Like, isn't okay. it? Yeah, we all right are moms here. Quietly. Right. Like, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. They're like, well, you know, you're going to be tired. This is what you need to do. Did you try doing this? You're like, all I was saying was that I'm tired. And you know. And now they're giving you a rundown of all the things that you should do. So I think that listening is very, like, listen without the intent of trying to give advice. Like, really you know? listen to this person and see. This is to what they're saying. That's a that's good, man. I'm sorry. Sleep on this end and listening on this end. So simple. Simple little, simple things. It can make such a huge difference in the life of, you know, those who are going through it. Exactly. And I'm sorry, now back to Jasmine's question, the misconceptions. What are the misconceptions that people have about these? um, Postpartum. I want to say the right way that you say. Maternal. Maternal mental mental health. health. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of times moms are afraid to talk about these things because they don't want to be labeled as crazy. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's they true. don't want to be labeled as crazy mm-hmm. because they mm-hmm. think that, um, you know, if I tell someone right now that I'm having these scary thoughts, yeah. um, they gonna take my baby away. They are going to take my baby away mm-hmm. or my family will think that I don't, that I'm incompetent. Yeah. I'm a bad mom. I'm a bad mom. I'm love, not good yeah. enough. I don't know what I'm yeah. doing. Exactly. So it's 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 very important to to debunk those beliefs systems. And that mommy guilt. <laughs> that's what yes. really be stopping you. Yeah. That mommy guilt is another one. It's like I'm ashamed. Um I you know, I have to do this or else they're going to think right. that I'm right. not a good mom. Right, right. And we have to normalize that these moms are not crazy. We have to normalize that these moms are tired, they're exhausted, and they, they deserve a break. I love it. She said normalize that they're not crazy, but that they are tired. Yes. That's good. So um, when you bring all of this up, I think I want to know um, the post, like we talk about postpartum, right? But like how... How long can postpartum, like, is this something that only happens, like, two mm. months, one month, a year or after even, birth? Or even uh, only after birth, because it says after, post. Yeah, post. Is <laughs> it? Because I know you can you can have all anxieties, like, during pregnancy, too, right? Exactly. So, um, yeah, but what about, like, how long can it last? Because I remember once someone told me, like, they were like, her baby was one and she was still suffering through postpartum. And I was like, yeah. oh, I thought it was just a couple of months after. No, like it can start as early as pregnancy and then last for more than two months. Um, they they always said, um, statistics has always said that it takes like up to that whole birth year. Okay. But what we've been noticing now is that there has been later onset. Mm. Things like I stopped breastfeeding abruptly. Mm. Mm-hmm. So because I stopped breastfeeding abruptly, mm-hmm. my hormones crashed. Mm-hmm. So now I'm having an increase of perinatal anxiety or Correct. postpartum depression, just wow. that. Um, so that's why they're always saying, like, you know, if you are going to stop breastfeeding, wean, wean it off. Or starting birth control or even getting your period. So there's been later onsets now. Mm. But, um, but what they were saying was that it, it's supposed to be up to like that first year. Gotcha. So, yeah. Gotcha. Wow. 
I've learned so Listen, much. I've learned so Listen, much. Listen, one of the things I'll fam, we're like I I I thank God. This is how God is so intentional and how God is so he weaves it all together. Like we've known Nadine for like ever, right? Yeah. I mean, like back in the day, day, right? How we know her, like when you know single out here, then you dating out here, and you know, just, we you all know. now becoming professionals out here. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, years later, Kay and I like, oh, get this idea. Oh, let's go start a podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm, go ahead, let's do that. And then how here we now are years later, and our worlds are like interconnected um around a a, a topic that yes. is that so many women can connect to yes and we didn't have to go far to look for that right that god had a Girl, let me go reach out to Nadine real quick. And yeah. so, again, God, Thank you, God orchestrates us and puts us where we need to be for when our time comes. Yeah. And so I just want to say um, I'm just grateful to God and how you have been here and you have dropped, when I say some some gems out here, gems. And my prayer um, Thank you. <laughs> to, to, for you is that God will continue to... Um, Enlarge your territory, enlarge your grounds, and give you Amen. that courage that you already just said that you're saying hello to. Yes, He's hello to that courage, courage and doing it to scared. Move and doing it scared to move <laughs> into that space because, sis, you have a ministry in that. Yes, you and do. And just listening to how you shared, using your personal testimony, and how you allow God to use that to bring you to this place that is encouraging to me and to know that there is a place. Guys, I'm so serious where you don't have to feel like you're by yourself. You don't have right. to feel like I'm going through this by myself. You don't have to feel like, am I really crazy, bad? No, no, no. sis, you're okay. You are right. fine. You are perfectly fine, perfectly together. Yes. You just need sleep. Yes. As and Nadine some help. And some help. And some help. help. Sleep, and find a therapist. But, yes. But, yeah, but again, I want to say just even the many things that I took away, just this no maternal mental health, it's just the, even the language to begin to use to help. Because we always say just postpartum depression, but, but knowing that there's like, anxiety disorders. No, it's, it's, it's a whole. It's a myriad. It's a whole, yeah. you know. So I super appreciate just how you have blessed me this morning, and I'm sure Kay this morning, with um, just knowledge, and we just pray our out fam that you all will grab onto this gym, th- these gyms this morning and um, afternoon, evening, <laughs> whenever you hear this episode, yes. and that you would um, educate yourself, but not only educate yourself, but send it to someone who needs to be who educated needs and yes. needs to hear that they're mm-hmm. okay. And what would you say, Nadine, to these moms that are listening? What would be your your like? Goodbye, not goodbye, but like your advice your little, to go. Your little little out the door. Their yeah. little nugget for them to take with them. My mom. So what I would tell them is, this is not caused by you. You are not to blame. This too shall pass. You are not alone, and that we are all here for you. Good stuff. And Nadine, where can they find you, girl? If they're like, I want to get Nadine. Where can they find you, Nadine? Or get Nadine from my friend or from my sister or from my wife. Where where can they find you? So they can find me on Psychology Today. um, And they can just type in Nadine Lavelle. Oh, y'all, she's smart. And it comes up. (laughs) Thank you. It comes up. And um, I'm also on IG. So uh, my IG handle is at in Lavelle, L-C-S-W. 
And And I will put all of that in the show notes so that you guys can reach out to them. Thank you so much, Nadine, for coming. We appreciate you guys. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yes. This was amazing. It was, right? (laughs) And to the rest of the All Fam, you guys keep living life his His way. way. Bye, Bye, guys. Bye. (laughs)